Day 28 of our Romans reading plan, we're reading the last half of Romans 15 with our children's pastor, Josh Rayonga. Josh, welcome. Hello. Hello, land of the podcast listeners. You did such a fantastic job uh, last time in Romans 7. Uh, that's what it was, right? Romans 7? Romans 7. Thank yeah, you, sir. It was, uh, it was a lot of content, but you handled it so wonderfully. It's good stuff. Excited to be able to be back. Uh, today as we are getting closer to the end of the Romans reading study and the podcast. I just want to say great job. Uh, Super proud. Let's let's finish well. Finishing well. We have like three days left. Yeah. Before we hop into this reading, uh, what do you do for fun with your family? What do you do for fun by yourself? What what do you love? What do you... Other than your family, that's what everybody says. Like that, yeah. Well, you know, and that can be true, and, and, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing to love your family, Josh. I do. I do love my family. It's funny when people are like, so what do you do for fun? I raise kids. Uh That's what my wife and I raise kids, and uh, we try to be intentional as we can to spend time with the kids. Um, and then at the end of the day, we look at each other and we just say, hi, who are you? But uh, it's great for being completely serious, for uh, fun. I enjoy um, a lot of different things, but probably most is I just love to be outside. Uh, Tennessee is absolutely beautiful, just being able to be outside. Um, Do you guys hike? I know you, yeah, hunt, you yeah. fish a little bit, right? Fit, yeah, I like to fish. Uh, I like to hunt. Not a lot of opportunities around here, but uh, fishing, definitely fishing and camping. Great places uh, just to be able to get outside day trips, stuff like that. It's really, really great. And I also enjoy, uh, not a lot of people know this, I enjoy art. I enjoy... You wrote uh, or drew, illustrated our Wondering for Wonder book. I did. Really honored to be it able to do It was fantastic. That. You Thank are you. such a talented artist. Thank you, um, sir. And you know what? I'm believing for you, I'm believing in this moment for you that there's someone listening that hunts and they have land <laughs> yes. and that opportunity for you to hunt will uh, will grow tenfold. Mm. <laughs> Speak the, the, the prophetic voice of Robert <laughs> Russell. Yes, great listener out there. Uh, let's yeah, go, let's yeah. go. Uh, all right, man. So, so go ahead. Let's uh, step on in. If you want to open your Bibles to Romans 15, we're reading verses 22 through 33. Children's pastor, Josh Ranga. All right. Thank you, Robert. So Romans chapter 15, verses 22 through 33, really excited about this. This is um, just a few passages, but a ton of hidden nuggets that I think that we could really take and apply to our life. Really excited to be able to walk through these verses with you today. Um, I know that I've already been blessed uh, just reading through, preparing for today. So one thing to keep in mind, kind of the context, um, we've been in Romans for a while now, but this is kind of coming towards an end. You know, Paul's got his landing gear down, he's put his seatbelt on, and he's kind of getting ready to land the plane uh, through the journey of Romans. So he's getting kind of personal. You know, we've spent a ton of time where he's walked through the gospel and he's talked about um, salvation, about Jesus, about the law. Now he's getting personal, and really this uh, this is speaking to the audience, the people that are reading this letter. So think of a group of believers that are there in Romans, and they're getting to hear, and this is what Paul has to say from his heart, and we're going to pick it up in 22. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I've been preaching 
And what's he been preaching? He's been preaching Jesus. He's been telling people about Jesus. He's talking about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. So I've been delayed for so long because I've been preaching in these places. Now, these places, that's referring to, um, they're places that are not an established church. So remember, Paul's a missionary. He's traveling around. He's just preaching the gospel is really what he's doing. And he's saying, look, I'm sorry, but I've been delayed. There's been work to do, and I've been spending time telling people about Jesus. Verse 23, but now I have finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years of waiting, I'm eager to visit you. He's excited. He's excited to get to Rome. He's excited to be able to talk to these people. He's been trying to get to Rome for a long time. Verse 24, I'm planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I'm going to stop off in uh, Rome. This is who he's writing to, the people of Rome. After that, I have, and after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, uh, you, you can provide for my journey. Verse 25, but before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift to the believers there, the believers in Jerusalem. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. 27. They were glad to do this because they feel they owe a real debt to them. Since the Gentiles receive the spiritual blessings of the good news, that's the gospel, from the believers in Jerusalem, they feel the least that they can do in return is to help them financially. As soon as I have delivered the money and completed this good deed of theirs, I will come to see you on my way to Spain, and I'm sure that when I come, Christ will richly bless our time together. Verse 30, Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me and given to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea who refuse to obey God. Pray also that the believers there will be willing to accept the donation that I'm taking to Jerusalem. All right. Verse 32. Then by the will of God, so not on Paul's own plan, but ultimately by God's will, I will be able to come to you with a joyful heart and we will be an encouragement to each other. There it is again. He wants, he's asking for prayer. He's asking to be able to be with them and this encouragement that exists. And the last verse, 33, and now may God who gives us his peace be with you all. Amen. What a, a great just verse he's saying really is, look, I've been waiting for a long time. I can't wait to see you guys. I'm excited about when I get to come over and we get to hang out. We're going to be able to encourage one another. But he said, look, I need to do this thing. Real quick, I need to go over and I need to drop off some money, and this is very important. And also, I'm having I'm having some persecution. I'm having some troubles. Would you please pray for me? So I want to pull out four things. There's just four quick things. These these four quick nuggets, and I want to just really go back through the verses, uh, through this text, and I want to to highlight these things. And hopefully, uh, one of the four, all four, maybe they'll speak to you. But let's just go through real quick and let's look at four different things. I'm going to start back at the top with 22. So it says, he begins, in fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I've been preaching in these places. I think the first thing that we can really take away from this text is we need to remember to take time to tell people about Jesus. You know, this is exactly what Paul's saying is, look, I've been busy. I've been delayed. My plans have not gone the way that I think they should, but I've been able to share Jesus with people. 
The truth is, and I'll be the first to admit, that I get so busy and a lot of times I'm, I'm doing great things, but what happens is doing all these things, I completely miss what the most important thing is that I should be doing, and that's telling people about Jesus. So if you are a follower of Jesus, if we're followers of Jesus, the most important task that we can have in our life, the top of our to-do list, the first thing that pops up on our calendar for the day is that we need to be intentional about telling other people about Jesus. In fact, this is why when we put our faith in Jesus and we were rescued from our sins, we become a follower of Jesus, we were not just instantly taken up to heaven. No, we accepted Christ and then God leaves us down here and looking at Matthew 28, he says, look, you have a job, and this job is to tell other people about me, tell other people about Jesus. And that's our job. That is why we exist on this earth. It's not anything else, but all things should point to us telling people about Jesus. Hey, and don't forget that somebody took time to tell us about Jesus. So that's worth it right there. All right, let's keep going. So the first one is we're going to take time to tell people about Jesus. The second thing, verse 23, but now... I've finished my work in these regions, and after all these long years waiting, I'm eager to visit you, and I plan to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop off in Rome. But after I've enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my, my, my journey. So really what stands out is that the fellowship. We, we saw later on in verse 32, he talks about being with them, this encouragement. And right here, he's saying, look, I'm just looking forward to being with you with being with you, enjoying fellowship. So I think the second point that we can pull out is to take time just to sit and be with other believers. You'd be surprised how how refreshing it is just to be able to sit with someone, just to encourage them, to, to be encouraged by someone, just to be able to be with them. You know, a few weeks back, I had an opportunity to go visit a um, very, very dear friend of mine. She is actually 101 years old. It is absolutely amazing. Still lives by herself, still doing uh, great things, but she just can't, she can't do a lot. She's really, um, honestly, she's homebound and she just fills her day with reading her Bible, praying for people, probably one of the most godly women I've ever met. And what really comes, comes to mind is when I sit in her presence, it's, it's just so encouraging. It's so encouraging to be able to see her 101 years old, still going strong, still asking people, is there anything I can do, anything I can pray with you about? I said, hey, what have you been up to? And she's like, I'm just reading my Bible. And I bet she's read through her Bible a million times. But I was visiting with her uh, not, not too long ago. I was visiting with her and I was getting ready to leave. And I asked this question um, pretty much every time I go see her, hey, is there anything I can do for you? And I'm thinking, you know, like, do you need a light bulb change? Do you need something kind of cleaned up, something moved? And um, she looks at me and I said, is there anything I can do for you? And she says, yeah, just stay a little bit longer. She just wanted to sit. She just wanted to be. She just wanted to be with someone. And we have to remember that even though we may not be getting anything out of it, you know, a lot of times when we're selfish, we're thinking, what do I get out of this visit? We need to remember the blessing that we can be to someone else. So I want to encourage you. The second thing is just to take time to sit and to be with other believers, just sit and be together and encourage one another. Let's keep going. But before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift all right, here it is, the gift to the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering 
for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. They were glad to do this because they felt they owed a real debt. And this is the least they can do is to help them financially, to help them financially. So the third point, this is just very clear right here. The third point is that we need to be intentional about using our money to spread the gospel. See, there was people that they had been impacted by other people, and they knew that it was because of the church the, the church had helped them. The church of Jerusalem had shared the gospel with them, and it was because of them that they got to hear the gospel, the good news, and they were being intentional about investing their money back into that ministry. So I just want to encourage you to be intentional about using your money to spread the gospel, whatever that looks like, helping others, just making sure that you value others. I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself first, that we need to value other people more than we value our money. I'm reminded of Acts chapter 2. Um, this is the early church. This is the beginning. And what it says in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 44, it says, All the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions, and they shared the money with those in need. And really what's happening right now is Paul is is getting to see firsthand. These people are living out that Acts chapter 2 early church model that we should still be doing today. All right, so here we go. The first one is take time to tell people about Jesus. The second one is to take time to sit and be with other believers. The third one is let's use our money to, to spread the gospel. And then here's the last one. This one's completely free. This is the most powerful right here. Verse 30, it says, Dear friends, brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of Jesus Christ to join me in my struggles by praying for me. Verse 31, pray that I will be rescued. Verse 32, pray also that the believers. And then verse 32, at the end, it says, by the will of God. So what he's saying is pray, pray, pray. I just want to encourage you to pray to pray, to remember that prayer is the most powerful tool that we have, to lift each other up, to, to lift, to carry the burdens of others by praying for them. It's absolutely free. It absolutely costs nothing. You know, one of the most stressful times uh, personally is when it gets around the holidays and it gets to Christmas, and I start thinking of two things. I'm not a good gift giver. If my wife was here, she would be like, mm, amen to that. I just, I don't, I'm not that way. But she uh, keeps it in front of me. Uh, we got to be intentional about how we invest our money around Christmas time and thinking about the gifts that we get. You know, I just want to. I just want to buy everything. I want to get anything my kid says I want. I was like, yep. I just want to get it all for them because I, in my mind, I just I want to take care of them, and I think that that's something that they value. These things, these toys. But really, what I do is I, I drift. I drift to this this place that begins, I stress about money and I think we don't have enough money, how we're going to pay for all this, when I completely missed everything. The most important thing, the most valuable thing that we can do for our kids, number one is tell them about Jesus. Number two is to be able to pray for them. And guess what? It is absolutely free. It costs nothing. We need to be praying for our families. We need to be praying for our spouses, our loved ones, our family, our kids, our church leaders, our government leaders. We just need to be praying for everyone, that random person at Target that checks you out. You don't even know her name. Pray for them too. We can pray for everybody because it is absolutely free and is the most powerful thing that we can do. One, one more time. Number one, take time to tell others about Jesus. Number two, Take time to sit and be with other believers. Encourage them. Number three, use your money to spread the gospel. And number four, pray.
Guys, thank you so very much for giving me the opportunity to walk through Romans chapter 15. Really excited about uh, what has happened through this podcast, and I pray that you've been blessed through it. I know that I have, and let's keep up the work and let's finish strong. Only a few more days left. Josh, thank you for taking time to sit with us today. Uh, So very grateful. Guys, thank you for listening. Two more days.